Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 282. We are just a tad bit excited today to talk about and preview the Avengers Campus opening in less than a week now on June 4th, 2021. We have waited for this day for a very long time. We have, and I am so jealous of everyone who is going to be there. I'm also so jealous because I will still be in school. It doesn't seem real, but the hype is real. We are going to be taking in all the content, although it's a weird mix between not wanting to spoil what it's going to be like, but also being so excited and interested that you almost want to look like you can't look away. So before we get into it, we are going to cover all of the storytelling aspects of everything you need to know before going into Avengers Campus, as well as we're going to break down some of the things that we are most excited for to see. If you are listening to this episode on release day, thank you for being early. We really appreciate you. We are doing our live show tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch that on Facebook or YouTube. Just search for us on Detour to Neverland or look down in the show notes and you can grab that link. Our friend Hannah Little will be joining us. She is the expert in everything going on with the parks and helping you prepare for your vacations. And so if you can join us live, we would love to have you there. If not, we'd love to have you check out the replay as well as they stay up on Facebook and YouTube. Speaking of Hannah, she did help us book our trip to Avengers Campus that will happen in July. Yeah, and I think that's why we are so excited because we know we're going to get to go. Um, It's going to be a little over a month after it'll be open. So hopefully if there are any kinks or anything that they still need to work out, all of that will be settled and it'll be ready and waiting for us. And we are just so, so excited. So let's break down the story of this land before we get started, because I don't think until we really started reading about it, I didn't understand maybe how deep the story actually was of what they were trying to do here. Of course, we should have expected it because it's the Imagineers and that's just what they do. But I think it's important, maybe one of the first questions that you would have of what is the timeline here? What's the connection to the movies? And really your answer is it's not connected to the movies. I think, and this is just my speculation here, I think they learned their lesson from Galaxy's Edge that when you tie it so closely to the movies that you really have no idea what direction that's a completely different, you know, department and company who are making those decisions. And with galaxy's edge, they kind of were up to their mercy of Lucas films and the creative direction that they wanted to go. And this, they have kind of detached it where it's still based on those same characters, but it's almost in a different multiverse, if you will. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way that I think it should be looked at is that this is its own multiverse 
And I think it's going to tie in really well to the multiverse of madness with all the things that we love about, you know, WandaVision and everything that is to come, things that I don't even think I can wrap my head around yet. But it kind of makes sense why this little piece of time is almost frozen and we can still, you know, see people like Steve Rogers as Captain America or, you know, whatever it might be. And it doesn't have to feel weird or out of place. And me personally, like this is my prime time of Avengers love. You know, like I say all the time, it's hard for me to look forward because I love all of these characters so much. So for me, I think it works out perfectly. But I do think it's good that they don't necessarily have to worry about like, oh, okay, Tony's not here, so we can't include this, this, and this. Or, you know, we have to stay away from including this particular thing. I don't know, whatever it might be. I think it's nice that they kind of have the freedom to go wherever Imagineering leads them. And look, I don't want to take this into a complete comparison between this and Galaxy's Edge, but it is the most recent installment to the parks and probably the best comparison that we can make. And even then, and I think even more so now, a lot of people, when you visit Galaxy's Edge, myself included, you say, I want to see Luke. I want to see Darth Vader. I want to see Leia. Like, I, those are the characters that really made us fall in love with this franchise. And so I really think that is smart to do this with Avengers Campus because you want to see Iron Man. You want to see Captain America in all versions. And honestly, in this, they could do both Sam's Captain America and Steve's Captain America because they're not tied down by anything, which they think they pin themselves into a corner with Galaxy's Edge. So I am excited. It's just, this is just a place for Marvel fans to completely nerd out. And that's truly what it should be, I think. And, you know, I think if we're looking at the story here, there are a couple different stories or a couple different things that you can look at. You know, the obvious one being that this is a place, one of the Avengers campuses where these new superheroes are coming and training and, you know, they're allowing us as guests to come in and kind of view it and take part as well. So we're hitting some of the new, but then, like we said, we're getting some of the old as well. Correct. So, yeah, just to, to kind of put it in different words as well as based on the number of threats in the universe, the Avengers have set up campuses around the world. So far, the ones that we know of are in Anaheim and in Paris, which that Avengers campus will be opening up next year, I believe. And it is the the purpose of these campuses are to recruit the next generation of superheroes. So that's exactly right. As they build out these new Avengers, and that kind of is how we bring in Peter to this story, is that Peter is visiting Avengers campus to work with Webb on some of the new technology that he's been working on. So if you look forward, some of these young Avengers that we have up and coming, like Kate Bishop, or like Patriot, She-Hulk, all of these characters that we know that are going to be mainstays in the MCU can make their appearance here at Avengers Campus as well. And so I think that's really a great way to do it. And then something that we um, watched as we were doing our research, it even brought up like this is definitely a continuation on that Avengers initiative. So it ties it back to Nick Fury 
I love Nick Fury. So I think it's it's perfect theming for everything that they could ever want to do. Next thing that I think it's important to note is the timeline of the buildings and the architecture of this land. So based on the different areas, and I assume you're probably familiar with at least some of them, but we will talk through them. So the oldest portion of Avengers Campus is the Ancient Ruins. This is the place where Doctor Strange will be. We believe it is some sort of show interactive as well, potentially like a Jedi training academy type thing, but it's using the same space as the old theater for A Bug's Land. So that makes me think that it is a show. And that so that is supposedly the oldest portion of Avengers Campus. We'll come back and talk more about these individual attractions, I think. Next is the Stark Motors building built in the 1940s by Howard Stark. Now that has been retrofitted into the Worldwide Engineering Brigade building. That's where Web Slingers takes place, the attraction. Next is the Avengers headquarters and the Pym Test Kitchen are around the same time period. And then lastly is the Mission Breakout Teven Collection or Collector's Building. And so there's an interesting thing about why Teven chose this area. Yeah, so basically he chose this spot because he sensed this heightened energy and activity that was taking place at this new Avengers campus. And he basically wanted in on the action. He wanted to be close by. He probably had a good feeling that with all of these super beings coming to this one particular spot that maybe it would be very interesting. Maybe he'd have a better chance of getting some new, you know, collectibles. And that's why, you know, in a lot of videos that we've watched about DCA recently, they've been highlighting, you know, like almost it looks like paint splatter all over the ground. And that actually has a story. So it's not just there to look cool, but that kind of symbolizes that, uh, like that burst of energy or like a disruption in the energy. Yeah, they called it like the cosmic energy. When, you know, he put his collector's building there. So it's interesting. It'll be more interesting to see if there's any sort of other mention of that anywhere or if they just kind of present it, you know, here, here it is, you know, I don't know. Uh, And before we get comments on it, we know that we both have trouble pronouncing. I think it's actually Tavon. Tavon. Tevin, Tavon. You know who we're talking about. I feel like you hear it both ways, but I do think it's Tavon. I believe that is correct. Benicio Del Toro's character in Guardians of the Galaxy. That is who we're talking about. (laughs) Mr. T. That's what we'll call him. Mr. T. Ice T. (laughs) So (laughs) that's kind of the timeline of how everything lays out. So the other kind of moving parts that you would need to know from a storytelling perspective is that the web, the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, so this is an organization that Tony Stark created basically as a way to further technology for the Avengers? I mean, is that basically how you understand it as well? I don't want to necessarily say weapons because that would be Stark Industries. I think it's just more of a focus on technology itself. 
Yeah, I think it is very technology driven. And the way that they kind of explained it was it's almost like it's a college, it's a school of some sort, it's a um, like a lab where they are designing these different things. And we get in the door because we're there for like an open house kind of event, which is very, I feel like, typical, you know, come on in, you know. And we talked about that too when we came up with like ideas for rides that we would want to see. An open house is just kind of like the perfect fit. So that's how you end up in the door. And then, of course, once you enter into the lab, there are some malfunctions with these new technologies. And that's where you have to come in just like a superhero and save the day. So the, yeah, the storytelling aspect of Web Slingers Spider-Man Adventure. I feel like that's an interesting uh, name because that ride in Marvel Superhero Island is what, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, correct? Something like that. So it's an interesting Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. But yeah, I mean, it's a really nice little backstory that they've put together. It makes sense as to why Peter is there. He's presenting stuff to you and to the rest of Web. And then, of course, that's where things go awry. We are going to get some cameos on there as well. I'm not going to say who they are in case nobody wants to know, but it is going to be... Really, really cool. I think the more that I learn about this attraction, the more excited I am. When they first pitched it, I just thought like, oh, like a it's a shooting game. But I think it's way more involved than that. We're going to hold those thoughts because not only did we want to give a little insight into the storytelling, since it's something that interests us, and I think as everyone maybe starts to plan their trip or gear up to watch things or maybe hopefully go yourselves. It's important to know the story, but now we want to talk about things that we are most excited for. And again, just continuing to talk about Avengers Campus as we build up our anticipation pretty much. So we both came up with three things that we're excited to do. So do you want to go first? Sure. So after I pry my jaw off the floor, I think very first thing, and after we catch our breath, after sprinting there down Buena Vista Street, I think not the first thing I want to do, but number three on my list is I am actually really, really excited for this ancient ruins area with Doctor Strange. It's another one that when they first announced it, I thought, okay, cool. I'm not the biggest Doctor Strange fan. I do think Multiverse of Madness is going to be amazing. So hopefully it'll, you know, age well with that movie coming out. But I think this is me getting in predictor mode. I think that the special effects to get into the theater, and I've seen some other people talk about this, is going to be something that's mind blowing. Because if you look at the map and how this is laid out, they basically, they have the little ancient ruins area that we've all seen before with the cube and the lights and the ruins and everything. If you look at the map, there's a little portal back in the corner and then the map is empty back there. And that's where the Bugsland Theater used to be. So you think it's going to be like a platform nine and three quarters type of deal or like a hidden wall or something? I do. So I think he does his little circle magic, makes a hole in the universe, and we walk through it and get 
into this theater. I do love that. And that's why this actually made my list too. Since you stole it, I have some others, so you can have this one. But I love the idea that this might be interactive or that this might give us a little more insight to Doctor Strange or Multiverse of Madness or things that are to come. Just I think it, it'll almost be like a magic show in a way, like lots of cool effects, lots of mind-blowing things, a good way to really get kids or maybe even adults, you never know, involved to where they can feel like they're actually a part of Avengers Campus. I mean, I think that idea of immersion is something that Disney is really focused on. It's something that we absolutely adore. And I think any little opportunity to kind of insert yourself into something is going to be really cool. I would agree. What's your number three? Well, so I'm going to say my number three now is the stunt animatronics. I completely forgot about this. I remember back when they announced something like this, how they were going to have like a Spider-Man animatronic, you know, flipping and flying around like on top of the buildings and stuff. And I completely forgot about it until today. And I just became insanely excited about it. I think it's going to be so cool to just be able to look up and see a a Spider-Man or, you know, these other Marvel characters. They kind of said that there might be a show. I don't know if it would include like some animatronics and some live performers. I don't know if it's all these stunt animatronics, but like the technology and just everything that goes into that is honestly mind blowing. Like that's got to be the most sophisticated robot animatronic. I mean, ever. Right. I just can't help to think about like, think about in the fifties and sixties when Mark Davis and Walt and Raleigh Crump and all these people were working on animatronics and they were groundbreaking for that time. We're only 65 years removed from the opening of Disneyland. And to think of how far you think you could have explained to Mark Davis someday, these robots that you're building are paving the way that we're going to launch one through the air that is flying like Spider-Man. Now, first he'd probably say, well, he would probably, he might know who Spider-Man is at that point, but it's pretty crazy. I feel like to think about that. I think they would have believed it though. They would have been like, well, of course we will. Like, why wouldn't we, you know? Cause that's just how they thought anything is possible, but I am wildly excited for that. I'll be interested to see if these shows are like scheduled. Spider-Man debuted in 1962 in the comics, by the way. I just wanted to make sure we had our timelines right. Okay. Thank you for noting that. But I wonder if it's going to be a scheduled thing, if it's going to be random, if it'll be a little bit of both, because I do almost think that it would be more exciting for it to be just like a pop-up something. Like almost how when you're in Diagon Alley, and the dragon just kind of spews fire. It's somewhat random. Like, I don't know if it's on a schedule. It might be. You might be able to time it out. But, I don't know. For me, I never I never know when it's going to happen. I think it is on a schedule. But it's nicer to think about it being random. 
I just think it would add a lot of excitement. And that's what you want Avengers Campus to be. Like you want it to be exciting. You want to feel like you are surrounded by a lot of superheroes and superheroes aren't on a timeline. They never know what's going to happen. So here's my thought on maybe some ways that it that it could even take it to the next level is we know obviously there's going to be character meet and greets, maybe not immediately right now. Although in DCA, the Marvel characters have been meeting up on the stage, mm-hmm. distanced from people. So you would expect that they would be out in some capacity or maybe just continue meeting in Hollywood land like they are now. But, you know, what maybe they announce Spider-Man is ready to come out and meet, you know, the other recruits here at the Avengers campus. And that's how he like makes his introduction. They fly the animatronic through the air and then he comes like walking out the other side. Like, hey guys, happy to drop in. Or we do know that in the past they've talked about this stunt show that they're going to do on the top of Web Slingers and the Avengers headquarters. And so it could be part of that as well. I think it's... I I think it has a lot of potential. And how cool is that? Like thinking about being there as a kid or being there with kids to see something like that, to see Spider-Man like jumping around on top of these buildings. And then, oh my gosh, look, there he is. Let's go meet him. Like, that's awesome. That is like way beyond any kind of expectations. I feel like. Do you think they can keep like, the part that we love so much about Disneyland of just characters randomly walking out with no, once, once it's safe to do that again, obviously it's not safe to do it right now, but once it's safe again and they start doing random walk arounds, do you think you could see that in Avengers campus as well? I would hope so. Could you see black widow just walking, you know, from one side to the other and she's on a mission or something? I mean, they even did that to a certain extent with galaxy's edge you know, with Chewie and Ray. So I feel like if they can do it there, it's very much a possibility in Avengers Campus. So my number two, I'm excited to eat all the food, every single thing. But if I had to narrow it down to just one thing that I'm going to eat, it is the chicken shawarma from the shawarma palace. I giggled and was just elated when they announced this. He was. He sent me big, bold, capital letters in a text message about this shawarma place. We've never even had shawarma. We don't even know if we'll like it. I have to assume that we will. But, I mean, it's a, it's a really nice touch. Like, to me, that just screams attention to detail. Well, and the story of it goes is that, you know, obviously they ate there at the end of Avengers. It was Tony's favorite place that he always went to. And... The story is saying that, hey, they opened up this new campus, so they approached the owners and said, hey, do you want to open up a West Coast location, you know, and serve us over there? Just like, how perfect is that? It's just awesome. It's very wholesome. And again, it's it's so believable. Like, if you're an Avenger, if you're a superhero, why wouldn't you want your favorite food to be there where you work? It's just like an office building putting in like a Starbucks. Like, it just makes sense. So I am so excited for Shawarma Palace, among many other things, but I think that's the number one thing I have to get. So to add to that, food is definitely on my list as well. And 
I, I kind of have two things that I'm very excited for. So Pim Test Kitchen, of course, is a must eat. We know that when we go to Disneyland, we were going to do just one day in California Adventure. We changed it to two because I honestly think we're just going to have a whole day of Avengers. We might not even leave unless they kick us out. I don't know if they would. But Pim Test Kitchen, they have breakfast. I love breakfast. And I feel like it's funny because you don't typically eat breakfast at the parks. Like, it's just, it's hard to find breakfast, I feel like. And I think they have some good options. So I'm between the calculated breakfast and the ever-expanding Cinnapim Toast. Gotta go to the Cinnapim Toast. It's punnier. It is punnier. But I feel like we might have to, like, mix it up, like mix and match. I feel like we we have to make a rule right now that we are not allowed to get the same thing in restaurants. Because there's so much to eat. That's a shame. Unless we are the shawarma place. And I feel like, obviously, okay, we get so the we'll same thing. Okay, so we'll both get an adult entree and then we'll get a child's entree to split as well. So then we get to try three things. That's not a bad idea, honestly. And from the Pim Test Kitchen, this is something that I did not expect to ever, ever, ever want until you told me the backstory a while ago. And I need this Pingo Doshe now. So it's this lime, this neon lime drink. It's literally a lemon lime and a vanilla flavor, which doesn't even really appeal to me. But it is from the Hulk. So I have to get it. Which how, like, we know it's not based off the MCU, but what a throwback. I mean, that's the only time that we've seen it in the MCU, I believe, is from the first Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. When did that release? Like 2008 It's quite something. old, yeah. And so if you're not familiar, whenever Bruce Banner fleed America, he went down to Brazil and he worked in this drink bottling uh, factory. And it's and it like was, a it's a lime green soda. I don't think it's an energy drink or anything like that, but it's just a lime green soft drink. He worked there on the conveyor belt. There was like a huge incident there where, of course, he turned into the Hulk, and somehow his blood got into one of the bottles. And then Stan Lee drank it. That was his cameo in that movie. And I never would have put two and two together that that's what that was symbolizing. So it's not an alcoholic drink. So anyone can try it. And I just think it, you have to get it, especially if you're a fan of the Hulk. I, I feel like it's a must try. They have a souvenir uh, lanyard with it as well, if you want that. See, I don't know. After our whole Olaf cup experience, I don't know if I trust Disney glassware, specialty glassware, but... They have another drink, too, which I was honestly a little more intrigued with because it's like a peanut butter and jelly kind of drink, which just sounds so odd. But this is the must have for me. So I'm excited to try it. Maybe it'll be like a blue milk and a green milk where you're you're skeptical, like it's not going to be good and then it is good. But green milk is better. Mm, you're wrong, but that's okay. My number one, which I'm afraid we probably have the same number one. We definitely do. It's Web Slingers. Web Slingers. 
So again, I will be completely honest. When they first pitched this, I was not very excited for it. I I thought it was going to be a normal shooting game. Like I kind of viewed it the same as Smuggler's Run. You know, in all of these new lands that they build, they have this this strategy of they have an e-ticket attraction and then they have the lesser attraction. You know, in Pandora, it's Flight of Passage is the e-ticket. And then Navi River Joiner, it's nice, but it's a lesser attraction. We saw that in Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance as well. Knowing now this land is going to have three attractions officially, it's hard to wrap your mind around Mission Breakout being part of this. It, it really is, yeah. I always forget that it's part of it. But when Phase 2 is built of the Avengers Campus and we get what we hope is still the Quinjet roller coaster i mean that will be mind blown emoji yes an epic all avengers battle that you're part of with all the cameos you're supposed to go to wakanda i mean that is it has to be every nerd's dream right like isn't that what we all dream about at night and we say nerds in the most endearing way possible because we both identify as nerds correct absolutely yeah i'm included in this i want to be part of that i want to like look around and see steve rogers standing next to me like hulk smashing something you know behind me like how awesome is that but i agree so phase two is something that we're looking forward to and I do think that, you know, with what you're saying, we just kind of expected like a weird, you know, maybe a souped up version of Midway Mania because even the ride vehicles look like that. And the track, you know, is kind of compared to that. So it's easy to think, oh, okay, it's going to be cool. But, you know, how how cool will it be? You know, you have to be a little skeptical. But I think the more we hear about this, I feel like it has a solid story and we already talked about that but i think the experience itself will be something very unique well the fact that there's no guns no shooters that it's all done with your movements that it's tracking i think is really really cool i do like that it's a point system i'm gonna kick your butt we'll see about that and i know there's been some chatter about it online but these add-ons that you can buy so if you're not familiar with them you basically have to buy the first the little wrist strap. Which that, is like twenty nine ninety nine. And then you buy the cover for the wrist strap that is themed to either rescue Iron Man or Spider Man, correct? Is there one more? There's a uh, pink one, but I think it's still Spider Man. Yeah, they have to make a girl a pink version. So we're gonna say it's Spider Gwen just to make it fun. Just to switch things up a little bit. And that little part is like twenty four ninety nine. So you're fifty five bucks in. I think it's worth it, honestly. Like I didn't even think twice about it. I said we are buying that. Like one of us is going to be Iron Man, and one of us is going to be Spider Man, and that's just how it is. We are a hundred and ten bucks into this before we even stepped foot onto the ride, and I don't care. I think it's awesome. Now, we maybe we'll ride it once without just to see like what our score is as a good baseline. And so then we'll know how much these add-ons increase our score. Yeah, or how it enhances the experience. Because I am, I'm not going to lie, it's a little intimidating to think I'm, ju- I'm just going to move. I'm just going to, you know, pretend that I'm Spider-Man and 
it's going to be accurate or it's going to work or it's not going to be extremely frustrating. I mean, I know there's going to be a learning curve. There is with all of these rides, and I get that. But, you know, in the back of your head, I am interested to see how this goes exactly. How many days? Opens on June 4th. There's a media Mm -hmm. preview day before. On what date is there already a YouTube video up saying, here's how to score the highest possible score on Web Slingers? See... I think it may take a while because we did talk about today that they are going to do like a virtual queue, most likely. It's obviously going to be in high demand and there's a learning curve. Like you have, someone has to ride it enough times to determine what you should be aiming at and how to get a high score. And with the fact that Disneyland doesn't have annual passes right now, so someone has to pay to get in every single time. And they have to get a virtual queue. I don't know how hard it'll be. Maybe with like the limited capacity, maybe it won't be a big deal. I don't know. But I I do think it'll take a little while. Now they might try to, but, you know, because everyone wants to try to be the first. And I get that. No shame in that game. I did see a key saying, you know, based on the different colors, it's the difficulty that it is to hit that target, meaning it's worth more points. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll be somewhat self-explanatory and you just have to have good aim to hit the good ones. But you got to start practicing now. We're just going to start walking around the house, like pretending to be Spider-Man. Maybe we'll set up uh, well, like targets. I, I already do that. So. So you're so you're saying you're a step ahead. I'm just saying I've been training to be Spider-Man my entire life is what I'm saying. Oh, OK. I appreciate that. Good. So I think there's just now knowing more about the story and everything going on to me. And this is going to, I don't want to get too opinion based, but there's no way this will be as bad as Smuggler's Run. I mean, I can't, I mean, like I guess, but I do kind of agree. I do feel like the hype. Maybe that's not a good way of saying it because Smuggler's Run isn't bad. It's not bad. But it's not what any of us, I think, had hoped for. We're also not big screen people. And um, people are probably rolling their eyes because, yes, this is a screen, too. We do know that. They have said that it's going to be not just screens, but it's going to be a mix. I mean, do you have to ride? Do you have to wear uh, 3D glasses on this? No, I don't think so. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, you do? Uh, on the promo that we saw Tom Holland playing it, I believe he was wearing the glasses. Was he? Which, if nobody's done that, if nobody's watched Tom Holland riding on this, you have to. It is hilarious. He is adorable in everything that he does. Okay, well, that that bones me out a little bit. But they did say there are going to be like some physical props or maybe animatronics or different things. So hopefully it's not just that you're looking at a screen. Okay, let me ask you this. If you see Tony, are you going to cry? If I see Tony? um, Okay, so see, this is kind of where I'm at since I do know that we're in our own multiverse. It's possible for him to exist there. You know, I'm not sure kind of what direction they're going to take it since they can do whatever they want. To me, that comforts me because I like to live in that era where Tony is still there. So I don't think I'll be as impacted 
What I do think would maybe make me tear up is seeing Black Panther. And there's a high likelihood of that. And I do think that'll be a little more impactful just because he is obviously not with us anymore, which is very sad. Yeah. And, you know, knowing that this has been delayed for 11 months, there's a good probability that Chadwick Boseman participated in the screenings for some of this stuff, you know, because that's kind of been their, their go-to method is that as they're filming the movies, they will take, you know, an hour to come in and get the stuff that they need for these attractions at the same time. Like that's why we're waiting on cosmic rewind right now is because they're waiting to be able to film with all of the guardians of the galaxy. And once they start filming volume three, I think they're trying to get them in Thor love and thunder as well, but that's a different discussion, but obviously. So so is what you're saying is that they probably filmed what they need for some of this during like end game. Yeah. When else would they have had all these people together? Yeah. I think end game is when they would have been able to do it. And that's pretty cool. I think uh, seeing Chadwick Boseman would mean a lot. And if there's a Stan Lee cameo, that will hit hard. Oh. I never even thought of that. It's a little bit different because he did get to see Marvel Superhero Island come to life in Islands of Adventure Mm -hmm. here in Orlando. And... It is a nice little land, but I think we would all agree this is a completely different level and a completely different way of bringing these characters to life. And I think it would have, you know, obviously the movies meant so much to Stanley. I think seeing this would have rocked his world. I mean, it's going to rock our world. So I can only imagine, you know, if it, if it came out of your brain, you know, And then to see it in person, I mean, I guess that's how all Imagineers feel (laughs) because it was once inside their brain. And knowing that Spider-Man was his favorite and he is so heavily featured here, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's really cool. It is cool. So if you can't tell, our excitement level is about a 25 out of 10 to visit Avengers Campus. It's really difficult when we go, we're really going to have to weigh all of our options because we've been talking about Pixar Pier and Cars Land and, you know, everything in Disneyland, New Orleans Square, all these places that we just love so much. How do we fit it all in in three days? So if you have any tips or tricks or time-saving advice, we have heard that, like, the hours hopefully are going to increase just like they have been here at Disney World, especially for the summer. So that would definitely work in our advantage we're going to need lots of coffee because we are not taking naps. We are not leaving until everything gets done. But we're excited to experience it. We're excited to hear your experiences if you get to go, especially before us, or just maybe what you are more excited for. Last question I'll ask you. One last comparison. Going into this, if you can remember back, a week before Galaxy's Edge opened, to now a week before Avengers Campus Open, which one are you most excited for? I mean, I'm very biased because although I have gotten more into Star Wars because of you and I'm more familiar with the characters, I'm even more so with Avengers. And it seems more foreign, you know? Like we have to get on a plane and travel to California 
Now, at the time, obviously, we would have had to travel to Florida to visit Galaxy's Edge. I don't, there's just something about Avengers Campus. I just know it's going to be awesome. I think so too. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you're listening on release day, we will be going live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time doing a preview of all of the parks in June. So we'll talk a little bit about Avengers Campus. Then we'll also be talking about Father's Day stuff and everything else going on. We also might sneak in some universal news with Velocicoaster opening up this month in June as well. So Hope you can catch us live. If not, would love to have you watch the replay on YouTube or Facebook. And again, if you have not already, we would really appreciate an iTunes review. It is absolutely the best way to help the show grow. So thank you so much for listening. Hope to see you tonight. If not, have a wonderful weekend, and we will chat with you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.